live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network. It's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino calling line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland. And T.J. Perry. Hold, kick from 50. Maher! Cowboys win! Brett Maher, walk off. Pointing, still holding the ball like it's street ball in the backyard. He's still got it. Runs right to the 10. Cuts left to the 5, and he's going to score! Oh, my goodness! Kyler Murray on a play that took about a minute. You sense any give up in the locker room? Hell no. Kind of questions that Phil. Um, we're one and two. We're one and two. We got a bunch of fighters in that room, and um, and give up. That's not a part of this football program. Get out of here, man. With that, no. Three man rush. Chase gonna step up in the pocket. Sets. Throws high into the air. It's up for grabs. It is juggle. <laughs> to Monday, September 19, T-Row in the Morning Show. Toby and TJ back with you here on The Ref, the home of Sooner fans. What a weekend. How about App State, huh? They got uh, game day come to town. Then they win it on a Hail Mary. Boone, North Carolina. TJ, you ever been to Boone? Uh, several times. It's a lovely place. I love Boone, North Carolina. It is actually Carolina. beautiful. I'm sure it is. No, I, I would like to go to North Carolina one day. just have not made it out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a ways. Mm-hmm. It's a ways over there for sure. What a play, though! What like, a play? I, like when he comes running out of it with that ball. Like it's. Uh, <laughs> well, you heard the call. It's pretty amazing. It was exciting. You want to do some revisiting here, and then let's get into the game. All right. Hi, I'm TJ. It's nice to meet you. Now let's see how we did on Saturday. What do uh, you think? Okay. Um. All right. So let's see. We're big. We had our big OEC Fiber Football Friday. You know, we're always making picks, doing things on Friday. So let's see. Uncle said sixty nine nothing. Close enough. TJ, 45-17. My man, you are dialed in this year. Woo! Um, First half, I'm like, man, I'm going to be way off. OU is going to score way more than this. They might put 60-plus on the board. And then the uh, second half, you know, things kind of uh, slowed down. And uh, Oh, my <laughs> heavens. They pull Dylan Gabriel out. They do the things that they do and, and pull back. And I'm like, look at me. I'm just right on. I, I knew they were going to slow things up. Impressive. <laughs> Impressive, TJ. Three predictions, by the way. I am back, baby. Um, slow start to the season. But just like the Sooners, TJ, I was just kind of laying in the weeds, keeping it close to the vest, waiting for this big red, uh, big red ro- uh, showdown. What do we call it? Battle of the Big Battle, Reds. Ba- yeah. Five for five on on uh, Saturday, TJ, on three predictions. Uh, I'll go through them quickly. I predicted uh, OU would have over 250 yards rushing Correct. on Saturday. 
Let me see. I got the final total here. Was it 312 or something like uh, that? Yeah, you were well over. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, man. Oh, man. Let's see here. Well, that's not the right. Uh, here, I got to click on that. 312, yeah. 54 rushes, 312 Thank you, yards. Thank you. I uh, predicted OU would have a goal, or there would be, I didn't say OU, there would be a goal line stand on Saturday, and you have just admitted that when Nebraska scored their first touchdown, you stood when they crossed the goal line and were not happy. (laughs) I I knew something was tied to me standing up. You stood (laughs) when they crossed the goal line Saturday and were yelling at the TV. I uh, stood, circled around my chair, and said some things, and then sat back down. So absolutely 100% correct. I predicted uh, Nebraska would have three or more trick plays on Saturday. This is not fair. If you are new to the uh, program, uh, one OU trick play equals three trick plays by the opponent. The Sooners ran the double pass on Saturday. So, bam, nailed that one. I predicted uh, Schmitty from Fitty. uh, And I had – sometimes you make these predictions, you have no idea how they're going to play out, TJ. But Zach Schmidt, OU's kicker, missed a 39-yard field goal mm-hmm. Saturday. Otherwise, the Sooners would have hung half a hundred on him. So it was Schmidt no that kept yeah. him from Fitty. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah so Schmidt, they were a Schmidt away from Fitty. Amazing. They, they only ended up with 49 because of him, so that one was correct. And <laughs> I predicted... Barry Switzer would get cheered in Lincoln. Um, you didn't. I don't suppose you heard Barry on with us in our pregame show. I did, did not know. That uh, was. It's worth going back and listening to if you can find it anywhere. So Barry comes on every week with us, about an hour and fifteen minutes out from kickoff with with Chris. And um, Saturday he's like, uh, "Coach, welcome to the show." And and when they patch Barry through, it's just a sea of noise. And Barry's like, I'm outside. I'm outside the stadium. I'm surrounded by people. People are trying to get my autographs to try to take pictures with me. It's chaos out here. I can't really hear you, so I'm just going to start, start telling stories. You told me you wanted to hear old, old Nebraska stories, so here come some stories. And he just starts telling one story after another of old OU Nebraska games. And at one point, he kind of stops, and he's like, I would give it back to you, but I don't think I could hear you if you ask me another question. So here's some more stories. And, and in the middle of a story, he'd be like, people are trying to pull at me. I got to look at the ground so I can concentrate. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> like Elvis is entering the building. And he gets done telling his last story, and he's like, all right, that's my story. So, oh, you Nebraska, they're trying to take more pictures and autographs. And Chris is, Chris is you know, pro. He's like, all right, coach, we'll, we'll let you go. It was the best, man. It was, it was like he was in the middle of a mosh pit of people trying to get a hold of him, and he took the time to call in and be on the show. So, I don't know if officially in the stadium he got cheered, but the king was the king on Saturday, and every maybe he did. I don't know. I didn't see, but they should have if they didn't. He definitely got uh, the royal treatment up in Lincoln. So there you go, Teach. Five, five for, for five. That is unbelievable what five you just pulled for five off. On three and you're welcome for me standing that one time. Yeah. Um, all right. So the Ref Royal Rumble, um, not a good week for us. Not a good week collectively. Only one person of the now 10 competitors hit an upset this week, and that was the Butkus Award winner, Bednarik Award winner, 
color analyst of the Oklahoma Sooners, Teddy Lehman. Teddy took the Kansas Jayhawks on Saturday to upset Houston. Caused a fight between me and my son yesterday. Oh, really? Yes. Did he tell you to take Kansas? No. He told me. Uh, here's, the, here's the story as it went yesterday. We're driving. I said, oh, by the TJ way. TJ got dude, zero points, by the way. Uh, we're in second place now. Teddy passed us. What? I said, yeah, he's the only one that kind of went off on his own, hit with Kansas, and we all took Miami over Texas A&M. Uh, why didn't we take Kansas? I told you that they were. Uh, you should have taken Kansas. I said, hold on. I said, that was not our discussion. You told me, no way Kansas is going to 3-0. They're not beating Houston. And mom was in the front seat. Uh, he was in the back seat. Mom was in the other in the passenger seat. She turns around. And she goes, "That was your exact conversation, and you shot dad down on Kansas." <laughs> and he goes, "Well, we should have picked Kansas." Yeah, that's right. You should have. Oh, he was so mad that Teddy's ahead of him because he's like, "Teddy's no good at this, and he's passed us." But Teddy's been solid this year. I've got to give him credit. To learn for yeah. the young gambler. You yeah. don't always win. <laughs> that's right. Plank got one point. He locked LSU. I got one point. I locked LSU. Travis got one point. He locked OU. Mike Steely is uh, very, I'm very disappointed in him this year. He got one point because he locked USC. I don't even know who this guy is. It's very weird. He's locking like OSU and USC this year. It seems to like flirt with them both a lot. Yet there's this hatred that comes across on the air that I don't get it. TJ, Drake, Josh, Parker, and Tyler all had zeros this week. <laughs> TJ locked – you had a weird lock. I told you at the time. Michigan State against Washington. Yeah, it was a weird lock, but it was a weird line, too. And I should have known Vegas knew something or, uh, you know. But a, a, a top 12 you – know, I think they were 11th ranked at the time going on the road. I get that, but, man, it, it was awfully tempting. It was awfully tempting. Didn't work out. Oh, the rest of us uh, that didn't get our uh, – a bunch of us had – seven of us had Miami to upset Texas A&M, and they did not. So, anyway, here's your updated uh, Pizza Hut ref royal rumble standings. Teddy Lehman is now our leader with eight points through three weeks. You get one point for your lock. You get three points for your upset. We got a big trophy that we give away to the winner. This is the second year of the ref royal rumble uh, we got a big traveling trophy in the lobby of the uh, of the station that the winner gets. Uh, last year, the winner also got a vacation, but never really got a vacation. So, still waiting on that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> TJ falls to second place with seven points. Then we've got a three-way tie for third. Travis, Plank, and yours truly with five. Tyler and Parker have four points. They're in sixth. Mike Steely in eighth place with three points. And Josh and Drake. Wasn't that a show? Josh and Drake. Drake and what were the guys? Wasn't that on the Disney? twins on Disney? Josh and yeah. Drake? Yeah. Something like that. Something and Drake, right? Yeah. They have zero through three weeks, zero points. How's that even possible? Well, for Drake, it's only two weeks because he remember. Well, uh, the I know. Whole controversy uh, yeah, I get about, that. But how's Josh this bad at picking games? I think he's distracted by the state of Iowa, honestly. <laughs> he's the last one to get his picks in. Right. You know, we're always reminding him. He's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. Between Iowa and this girlfriend, he's just got no time for Oh, he's picks. got a girl? Yeah, he's had one for a while now. Good for him. Yeah. 
Good for him. Well, well, he's definitely got other priorities going on right now. Uh, so Teddy is our new leader, TJ. How about that? I hate it. It stinks. It's an embarrassment for the entire station, and we should all feel uh, terrible about ourselves. I'm happy for him. He finished in last place last year. He really needed a bounce-back season, and it's early, but he's off to a, a good start. Station is a better place if TJ's in, or if Teddy's engaged. So he's in first place now. He'll be engaged. And the two days that he does his show this week, he'll definitely talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Of course, we buried the lead, Teej, and I know we'd like to dedicate most of the rest of the show to the Las Vegas Aces who are the champions of the WNBA yesterday, your thoughts. That's a team in the WNBA? Yeah, they just won the title, TJ. The Las Vegas Aces. Mm -hmm. I've never heard of that team before in my life. Is this a new team? Uh, They moved, I think, from San Antonio. So, I don't know if it's this year or last year, but yeah, they they are. uh, I'm not trying to be mean there. I don't know that I've ever heard of that team. Becky Hammond is their coach, the former Greg Popovich assistant. How about that? Yeah. I, I guess that, that's all I got to say about that. That makes me think you weren't watching closely. <laughs> no, I was not. All right, then we'll move on. Take a break. Brent Venable's thoughts next. We'll get more of your texts as well back after this. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. Four-wheelers, side-by-sides, UTVs, travel trailers, or motorhome rentals. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby exit 104B and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle exit 108. T-Row in the Morning Show this hour brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Ran into Terry Saxon yesterday at our normal spot. Whenever I run into Terry, it's always in the produce section at Crest. Saw him bag up, bag up. Bag up, Terry. Put it in reverse, Terry. Put it in reverse. Oh, Lord. Lord, Jesus. That was Terry saving somebody lots of money on the closing of their home. Fireworks and everything. Was he one everything. of those scooters? Was he, is that the, one of those <laughs> yes. grocery scooters? Yes, he's at that scooters? age now where uh, he was in a scooter uh, screaming, Eight ninety nine, Just rolling through crest, just yelling at people. Uh, Terry and Jackie Saxon, uh, 405-361-3380 or saxonrealtygroup.com. Um, Air Comfort Solutions text line. Yeah, go ahead. I'm not sure who the mole is, but it seems to me that we have one in the OU program. Every time you see something about OU football, USC copies it. They've now got LED lights, too. I about puked when I saw the game on TV the other night. I want nothing more than for both of these teams to make the playoff and play each other and watch Lincoln Riley hold his little play sheet with his left hand after he breaks his right hand when Venable shakes it in the hand pre- handshake in the pregame. I'd still be wishing bodily harm on other people now. It's just a broken hand. It'll heal. It's not like it's a spider bite. We could possibly die. That's a real injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Make sure you throw some love towards the special teams group today. Lifelong fan and love seeing the reestablished attitude on defense. Reminds me of the days of the old. Offense is clicking on a on a four, and truthfully, I think the best is yet to come with that unit. But not sure we've mentioned the group with the biggest change, and that's got to be the special teams group. Returning kicks 20 to 30 yards a clip. 
Turk is absolutely killing it, flipping the field almost every time he comes out. I love having all three phases. Pretty cool. Is OU better on special teams, TJ? Um, I think so, yes. Now, Really? Now, uh, Schmitty uh, missed a field goal the other day. Kept him from Fiddy. So, kept him from Fiddy, like you said. So, there are some issues there and some worries and concerns you I have there. You think OU's better this year on special teams I think teams they're better at everything. Year. I think this is the best uh, I've seen them look in 10 years. What a homer you are. What a homer That's you are. That's your West Yasni review from TJ. They're better. <laughs> of course they're better. They're way better. Yeah. Um, I don't know if their place cooker's better. We shall see. Uh, it's early in the season. Gabe missed a few last year. Um... The great burrito but, incident of uh, 2022, yeah. That's right. Or, uh, whatever we, let's keep Schmitty away from the burrito store, whatever we do, okay? But the punt return game, if nothing else, they have, what, double the yards that they had last year or something crazy like that? Through three games, they've got double the return yards they had last year, or maybe it's just more than they had last year, whatever it is. They've got at least as many already this year that they had the entirety of last season. Marvin with a couple of more, one like 19-yarder and 130-some-yarder on Saturday. So they're being aggressive. They're being aggressive in the return game. And I think we all like that. Love it. Just Love don't it. get Marvin hurt, but he's doing great right now. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Urban picked the Huskers to win. Then in the yeah. second half, he says, oh, you looks like a playoff team. <laughs> and uh, Reggie Bush picked Nebraska to win, too. He's all tied up and uh, eating Wendy's burgers. He doesn't know what's going on. Then he said at halftime he he only made that pick because he was trying to fire up the fans. It was a very impressive backpedal by Reggie at halftime. (laughs) Uh, Someone letting us know that that individual can go on Sooner Vision and see uh, the scene setter. All right. Uh, TJ and Toby, great game, awesome call. I didn't call the game. That's just should be directed at Toby alone. Mm-hmm. I see this team being special this year. The scene setter is available on SoonerSports.com under videos. That's from Kelly and Perry, Florida. All right, there you go. Uh, going into the game, everyone was hyping Nebraska's offense. OU's defense beat them like a rented mule. Bad Brad putting stripes on a parking lot in North OKC. Thank you, Brad. It was uh, Brad. Was that a was that a problem? Uh, back in the day, the people would beat their rented mules. How did we come up with that? Why weren't like, we renting mules in the first I, place? I, I don't know. I guess to go into canyons? Oh, I, I don't, yeah, maybe so. I, I don't know. You can rent a donkey to ride like down into the Grand Canyon or something like that. I don't know why you're renting mules, and if you are, why you're beating them. But they did dominate the Nebraska offense after that first drive. It was impressive. I think Nebraska's got a pretty good offense. I think their offense is decent. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, they just had no chance against what OU is doing. Just up swarming front. them mm-hmm. up front. They were dominant. What else do we have here? I'm a Let's real get one more, and then I want to play a little Brent. I am a real big fan of Coach V. Only question I have is when he brings the second team in, why he, why doesn't he lead the quarterback or? I think that's supposed to be let. Why doesn't he let the quarterback pass the ball down the field? Yes, I understand we don't want to run up the score, but if we don't let these kids show the talent, they're going, they're going to be leaving. This is a transfer portal scare right here. All right. Um, here's a little of what BV had to say after the game. All right. Um, good afternoon. Uh, super proud of our team. Uh, great team win today. Um, 
Our offense rushed for over 300 yards on the road. Um, challenged our offense and defensive lines just as, as a program, what we want to stand for, the DNA that we want to be known for, the identity that we want to be known for. You know, the fingerprint on the season, uh, Team 128 has an opportunity to develop and create and, you know, to go into a, a, uh, an environment like this and uh, be, have the ability to establish uh, the run game early, uh, moving people and uh, attacking the, the second and third levels like we did with a variety of backs and quarterbacks. I'm really proud of, of our guys. Obviously, it's the 49 points is the most uh, ever um, by an Oklahoma team here in this stadium. And, uh, and we weren't very good. Nobody told me this stat going into the week. Uh, I found out this after the game, but we were uh, one and seven in our last eight games um, here in Lincoln. Y'all forgot to ask me that. Uh, so um, glad we got the W today. Um, again, offense scored on seven of the first 10 drives. Defense came out and got punched in the face and responded after that. I think they had 77 yards on that first drive and then 71 yards the rest of the half to average just under two yards of play the rest of the half. So I'm glad that happened um, because I believe that, you know, you, you develop a lot of, again, you develop an identity, you develop a mindset, you develop um, through some failure and adversity, and uh, that's how you grow and improve. And, you know, I know it'll, nobody likes that that happened uh, in a Sooner uniform uh, or coach, but um, you need that to happen. And uh, so hats off to, to Nebraska, you know, being ready uh, out the gate, but hats off to our guys for responding uh, the right way. And if we, uh, we, we had an opportunity at a sack on third and four there um, on their last scoring drive that we're completely scot-free if we make that play. We didn't, but if we make the play, you know, uh, really, that that first drive is is really all that you know they were able to get. So, again, proud of our guys as a team. Again, just you know, we defended a bunch of drives, fourteen drives. I think eleven were punt, turnover, or downs. And uh, so that's again same thing. Being you know ready to play. I think it went on defense after the first touchdown and went punt, 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 downs, punt, half, fumble, punt, punt, downs, interception, and then touchdown. And so that's. As a defensive coach, you know, that's that's how you want it to read. Um, offense was much better on third downs, really focused on third downs this week um, where we needed to. Nebraska came in averaging over 50% conversion rate on the year, uh, one of the best in the country, and we weren't very good on offense, uh, not really reflective of what we were capable of. And today we were, I think, 10 of, or 11 of 17 or 11 of 18 on third and fourth down on offense. So excellent job and held them under 33% on third and fourth down on defense. And again, we want to be closer to 30% to be, give or take, top five in the country. But great job there too for those guys. And we gave up, you know, uh, some easy ones. So we'll learn from that. Uh, our red zone offense has been excellent all year. Uh, we were batting a thousand coming into the game and, and today, uh, we were three out of four, three touchdowns, and uh, no no uh, uh, field goals, um, no field goal uh, attempts in the red zone. We missed the one field goal just outside of the red area. Um, Zach Smith's been Zach Smith's been terrific all year, and I think he hit the ground maybe on that on that one and just pushed it. But he was again, he was 
um, give or take. I think he was, was it five of six or six out of seven uh, touchbacks, seven out of eight, sorry, touchbacks. So he's been really kicking the ball well. Turk averaged almost 50 yards a, a punt, just three punts, and had the monster punt. And then we pinned him inside the 20. So, again, field position-wise on special teams, our coverage units has been great. And um, we've been, uh, been very efficient, you know, uh, in all three uh, phases. Ten more guys caught passes today. And the depth that running back showed. And uh, we got a bunch of guys, you know, able to play. I think we played 70-plus players. So, you know, anytime you can do that on the road, it's a, it's a great thing. So and we averaged uh, almost seven yards of play on offense and held them just barely over four yards of play again on defense. So, again, a lot to learn and grow. We're just 3-0. Again, we've not done anything other than win our first road game and get to 3-0. We got a really incredible challenge, uh, you know, next weekend in Norman uh, with Kansas State uh, coming. But it looks like that uh, most – for the most part, our team is healthy. Deshaun obviously will miss, uh, you know, part of that game uh, unless they review it otherwise. But what I saw on the replay, uh, that was a that was a clear targeting. So love the last uh, four minutes um, that our offense, you know, had the ball there late. I think we ran it on 20 of 21 plays, only threw it one time, and were able to again control the clock when and control the ball when they knew we were going to run the ball. So. Again, no one here is beating our, our chest. Um, today was a good, strong win. I think we improved through uh, today in lots of different ways. Um, we were a little late arriving. We got the slow roll coming in. Uh, and uh, and I loved our mind. We, everybody was like, good. That's great. Good. We hardly have any time to get our stuff on and think about the game and get taped up. So I actually kind of liked it. We got here and put our clothes on. We went out and played. So, uh, but... Uh, Neat place, great environment, uh, just like you remembered it in the past. It got really loud early, but the best teams learn how to control the volume, all right? Whether it's home or away, we learn how to control the volume, so we, we were able to do that today. All right, there's a little of what Brent had to say. Uh, we'll touch on it on the other side and um, run down some of our thoughts of OU's 49-14 win over Nebraska. You can share your thoughts as well. The Air Comfort Solutions text line, uh, 405-651-3439. Back after this. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. All right, let's talk about it. Yellow Gosney review time for... Uh... Any kind of a read I need to attach to that, TJ, or just uh, say well, Yellow Guys in the review? Well, it is the review, but uh, they the are review. Oklahoma City's personal injury lawyers. You can give them a call, 405-800-8080. And they can help you out with uh, Robert and William over there. Um, Let's see, what to say? 49-14, what to say? I would say this, let's start here. The text line is open for Eric Gray apologies today, TJ. There's a few like on here. Know. There's a few of uh, there's a few that I hadn't got to, like a, you know, the ones that say like, uh, what do you think of Eric Gray now? Uh, those type of tweet uh, texts are on the text line right now. Eleven carries, 113 yards, two touchdowns. He averaged 10.3 yards a carry. He was really good. Very good, very good. And by the way, there was one on here that was like kind of taking a shot at us. Like, what do you guys think of him now? Like. We were the ones last week that are like, why is everyone mad at Eric Gray? Like, we were trying to figure it out. We weren't we were mad at him. We defending Eric Gray. <laughs> right. Oh, who's the better back, TJ? 
There is a correct answer to this, by the way. Right now, it's proven out. It's Eric Gray. That's the incorrect answer. <laughs> the correct answer is, it doesn't matter. You need them both. Well, yeah, I, I'm with you, and I have been with you on that all, the, uh, all along. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Eric had the better day Saturday. There's going to be some days Marcus has the better day, but... Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear any more of this. He can't make a guy miss because there's a couple of Nebraska defensive backs that are just not going to want to watch the film today at all. The The second touchdown run where the hole opens up and he's got, it looked like, I think it's a linebacker to his left and a defensive back kind of rushed straight in front of him. And he gives a shake right, back left, and both of them go flying by. Was awesome but man they ran the ball 312 yards and Eric Gray looked fantastic we've already mentioned the punt return stuff I mean what what Marvin's doing this year in the punt return game field position wise helps helps a ton I mean two straight possessions I think it was there in the first half he put OU in great in a great spot the second one I think he put him at the 23 yard line so um uh, they have a major advantage in the punt game. Probably over everybody they play. Mm-hmm. With Turk back there doing what he does, and with Marvin being aggressive as aggressive as he is this year, the field position battle in the punt game is going to go toward OU more Saturdays than not. Absolutely. They just constantly keep flipping the game, so it's uh, it's been really good. Kudos to the O-line. They have uh, taken a, a, a beating through two weeks, and and maybe uh, rightfully so. They have not been very good, but Saturday they were good. They abused the Nebraska defensive front. Uh, Wanye didn't start, but he came in and played well. Anton Harrison might have had his best game in a Sooner uniform. They opened up holes. They were pretty good in pass protection. They moved people. They played with an attitude. They played angry. McCade Matoyer on two straight plays drove his guy into the goalpost uh, down in the end zone. Way to go. Way to go. Excellent. To the point there was a couple of times early in that game where you were like, hey, don't throw the ball. Just keep running it. You're destroying these guys. Just keep going down the field in chunks. So they, they were really good on Saturday. Um, OU won 49-14. to and I thought Dylan Gabriel was just okay. Still, like, the touchdown run was great. That was great. Mm-hmm. But he missed a lot he of missed, guys. He missed guys again, yes. He was high, especially early on. He was high against, you know, uh, 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 missed some guys high. He had uh, Farouk for a touchdown on a slant pattern one time and missed him. Um, the point here is not to be critical of Dylan because he played a good game. But they won by 35 points, and their quarterback – was not very accurate, I thought, for the most part on Saturday. Now, he had a couple of dimes. Like, the touchdown pass to Farouk that put him ahead 14-7 in the corner was beautiful. The touchdown pass to Weiss, the last touchdown of the game where there was two defenders right there, there and he put d- it right yeah, in between them. Slung it right down. Oh, Great yeah, pass. that was unbelievable. But he missed a lot, man. He's got to watch the overthrows, too, because there are going to be teams that get him on that. So he survived it up to this point, but it, I'm a little worried about the overthrows. 
Is it because he's 5'11 and the line is so big? Maybe, maybe. I mean, I'm sure UCF's got big offensive mm-hmm. linemen, but maybe not Maybe not as big as OU. I don't know. Either, um, either way, like you said. He uh, was good. Good problem to have if he's yeah. just good and you're still winning by the margin right. you did. Yeah. I'm not ripping him at all. I'm just kind of pointing out they won without the quarterback playing spectacular. Although the run was spectacular. Like, I, I thought he was going to step out of bounds, like, at the 50-yard line. After he got the first down, I thought, well, he'll just run out of bounds here. Right. And he just kept going. And then around the 20, there was it was definitely going out of bounds. And somehow he didn't. That was pretty special. And he, he wasn't blazing. He was just kind of, he was just kind of, you know, loping down the sidelines. I mean, he was running fast, but it wasn't Kyler Murray. It was just kind of. Well, there's some open field. I'll take a little more open field, and and nobody's knocked me out yet. I guess I'll run a little bit farther. This guy dove in front of me. Now I'll cut this way. I guess yeah. I'll step over him, <laughs> and I'll keep going. Um, I, I mean, somebody out there, correct me if I'm wrong. I think Brent is wrong about the Deshaun White thing. Maybe he's remember, maybe in his mind that took place in the second half, but it definitely happened in the first half. The ejection of Deshaun White was in the first half due to targeting. So he will not miss the Kansas State game unless the rule has changed, and I'm unaware of it. Uh, He missed the remainder of the first half and all of the second half because Jaron Kanick got forced into duty Saturday. How about that guy? Played fantastic, TJ. Batiste, probably the most popular text. I haven't got to a lot of them, but he's the most popular name on the text line today and all for good reasons. Uh, like this one saying, he's going to be one of the best we've ever had, like Oof. Bosworth good. There's Oof. several texts here uh, praising his play on Saturday. He led the team in tackles by four, and he didn't come in until almost halftime. He was everywhere. Now, a couple of times, for whatever reason, they just decided not to block him. When he was blitzing, like he ran uncontested right. at the quarterback a couple of times. <laughs> Wait, we're supposed to stop this guy? <laughs> he had the turnover. He ripped the ball free, the first play, second half, I think, and recovered it. I mean, there's a kid to be excited about right there. He was everywhere. I, I'm eager to talk to Teddy about this or maybe here on his show later today because when he came into the game, I asked Teddy on the air. Why isn't Justin Harrington coming in? Because Justin Harrington is the backup uh, cheetah. And he explained quickly, because we're going fast, that because OU was in a three-man front, which so far this year they haven't been in much. This this is one of the new wrinkles. Because OU was in a three-man front, Harrington wouldn't be the backup for Deshaun. It would be Canick. My guess is that that is because when they're in a three-man front, that that position is needed more in run support and in blitzing than in coverage, and that's why you would go with Canick over Harrington. But I don't fully understand why that was the case. So I look forward to Teddy explaining that further later today because at least on the depth chart, Justin Harrington is Deshaun White's backup. So something about uh, the way they were playing defensively meant Canick over Harrington because Harrington was fine. He didn't play much, but he played a little bit. Um, but, I mean, he was a bright, shining star. Um, you heard Brent say they arrived late. That's 
interesting to hear because we sit in the press box, obviously. The pregame starts two hours out from kickoff, the network pregame. And by that point, usually, home or away, the team has arrived. You you guys know that at home, the champions walk is two hours and 15 minutes before kickoff. So this week, it will be at uh, 445. Buses will unload at Headington. The team will get off at 445. They'll go to the locker room. You'll start to see kickers and uh, maybe some skill position guys onto the field about two hours before kickoff, blah, blah, blah. Well, Saturday, we're on the air, and Nebraska players are on the field, and I we go to the first commercial break, and I was asking Chris, you, are, do we have anybody? Are there any OU people down there at all? And he said, I don't think we're here yet. And in the distance from the press box, um, I mean, it's probably – 9.15 or so, I see a, some police cars and a line of buses behind them. So here we come. You know, they get a police escort to the game from Omaha. And I was like, wow, they are late. Like, this is a, at least they're still out on the interstate. Right. <laughs> and it's a half hour later than they would normally arrive. By the time they work through the seat of their locker room and everything, I mean, it was a good... I don't know, it was a good 9.30 or maybe 9.40 before any players came onto the field for OU. Maybe 9.45. That's way later than normal. And I was speculating, I wonder if they got stuck in traffic. Is this just the way Brent does it on the road? Does he like to get there later on the road? I don't, I don't this is curious. So that was interesting to hear him say that in the postgame, that they got there late. I'm assuming there was traffic on the interstate. Someone forgot to set their alarm. Kevin Henry told them, don't set alarms, and they were late. (laughs) You think think Brent was holding up the bus for uh, someone (laughs) who wasn't quite out of the shower yet? No, I I don't think he holds the bus for that. (laughs) I think he's uh, teaching a lesson at that point. Coach. Thinking traffic. Tawi Walker's still up in his room. Hold up the buses, everybody. That's where he'll watch the game from then. And, and you know, this probably goes without saying, and I know we need a break, but a great sign, the fortitude of this team, they got smacked upside the head. You know, they that place was rocking at kickoff. And Nebraska gets a stop. They get a score. And it is 90,000 people, and you're in the middle of it. And to see them just come out and say, nah, we don't care. We're unbothered by that and dominate the rest of the day. That gives us a little bit of glimpse into the toughness of this team. I think we knew or we we hoped that that was the case, but first time we've got a chance to see it, that they can take a punch on Saturday. So looking forward to hearing more of your thoughts out there. Air Comfort Solutions, text line 405-651-3439. That's a Yellow Gosney OU review. We'll be back. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Your home for Sooner fans. He's Toby. I'm TJ. This is Hi. the Ref. This hour is brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. 405-361-3380. SaxonRealtyGroup.com. Home of the 899 listing fee. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, after OU got scored on on the first drive, you saw a video of Brent just getting into them and coaching them up. Great to see a head coach doing that finally. It was definitely refreshing. <laughs> of 
<laughs> Great to see a head coach finally coaching. I love it. Finally, someone with some emotion that knows how to coach. <laughs> you know what? At halftime, they ran in and they talked about it, and I loved it. Because in the past, they would just stay on the field and didn't fix anything. <laughs> this texter says, I just made the switch from the animal. I'm yes. very impressed with the program. I should have done this earlier. Woo-wee. Where you been? We got five now, Woo. TJ. Man. Thank you. Thank you. for the, Sooner or later, we're going to disappoint you. But, hey, the rest of the shows on this station are fantastic. <laughs> so hang in there. I heard a fire alarm at the team hotel got pulled at 2 a.m. and 4 a.m. early Saturday morning. Not true. Not true? Not true. That wasn't you doing that up drunk again? I mean, if it I did, know I, how you and Papa T roll when he goes out of town with you. If it did, I either slept through it or it was a floor-specific fire alarm because I, I was at the team hotel and there was no fire alarm. Why is Toby hating on our left-handed quarterback, this texter wants to know. <laughs> I didn't mean to be hating on Dylan. I'm I'm saying they went on the road and won with ease, and the quarterback was not on top of his game necessarily. That's a great sign because he's going to have some nights when he is. Mm-hmm. And he missed some guys, and they still won by 35. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he should instantly be a starter or anything, but Canick earned, a way, earned his way to more playing time after Saturday. That's the uh, – maybe so. That is the – Silver lining of the unfortunate targeting call. It was a good call. But the unfortunate that Deshaun White got ejected is in a game which you won. Okay, it didn't cost you the game. In a game in which you won, a youngster got very valuable experience. So he's not going to jump in front of Deshaun White in the starting lineup because Deshaun White was having a great game before that. Deshaun had a sack and was playing really well. But... The texture is correct. Jaron Kanick will be on the field Saturday when it matters because of the way he played it, it in Lincoln. Break time, 8 o'clock. More of your thoughts coming up back after this.